Mythology Nerds and Historians. My name is Christina and this is F-Top Mythology. This is where we talk about a little tidbit from mythology that's super fucked up. So the first day of spring is March 21st and I really, really wanted to tell a myth about how ancient peoples viewed the changing of the seasons or just a story having to do with a deity involved with spring. And I am really indecisive and a little bit of a masochist. And in result, I couldn't make up my mind. So we are doing three, a Celtic one, a Norse one, and a Greek one. But don't worry, I will put them in separate parts. So that way we don't get overwhelmed all at once. So I've already done the Celtic myth about the goddess of spring, Bridget, and the Norse one about Ejune and her apples. And so today we are going to talk about the last one. This is F. Mythology Spring Edition, part three, where we will be talking about the Greek goddess of spring, the dreaded Persephone. Make sure you get your, oh good God, watch the fuck faces ready. You ready? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, oh good God, what the fuck reasons in this one. Persephone, goddess of spring, was picking flowers one day when suddenly the earth began to tremble and shake. It split open and from the fault a figure emerged. Persephone screamed for her mother, but it was too late. She was pulled into the underworld. The fault closed above her and she would never be the same again. Now that is a Greek technique called in media res, which basically means in the midst of things. It starts right in the middle of the action. And then you find out how we got here. So how the fuck did we get here? And then what happened? Persephone was born Kor or Cora, depending on your translation. She is the maiden goddess of spring. Her name even translates to maiden. She is a daughter of Demeter, goddess of the harvest, grain, fertility, and Zeus, king of the gods, ruler, protector, god of the sky and thunder, and also brother of Demeter. Yeah, we got lots of incest today. Cora was so wonderful and enchanting that all the gods wanted her and proposed to her, but Demeter refused and hid her away in the countryside and told her that she would be just like Athena and Artemis and would never marry and forever stay a virgin, which sounds weirdly possessive of your daughter's virginity, Demeter, but okay. Hidden as she was, though, there was one god who still spied on her. Hades, god of the underworld, which suited him really well. A lot of the other gods thought that he was weird and disagreeable and had an attitude problem, and he didn't think very highly of the other gods either. So he barely ever emerged to the world of the living and went to Mount Olympus, home of the gods, even less. But one day he saw Korra gathering flowers in a field and was immediately infatuated with her and ventured up to Mount Olympus to talk to his brother and her father, Zeus. 
Haney asked for Cora, his niece's, hand in marriage, and Zeus thought of his relationship with his sister-slash-consort and how she would feel if his daughter-slash-niece were to be married off to the god of the underworld, which was also Demeter's brother and Cora's uncle. Right? Yes. Please don't partake in incest, people. It makes family trees very confusing for people. It's me. I'm people. And I had to do a lot of math earlier to try and figure out if these connections were all there were or if there was like some random cousin relation thrown in there somewhere. So just there are a lot of people in the world. Just don't do it. So Zeus decides to take the diplomatic approach and tells him, I cannot tell you yes, because that would upset my sister and also your sister. But I can't tell you no because that would upset you, my brother. And Hades is like, "Uh, well, I mean, you didn't say no. So... Demeter had given Cora a magic paint box that she took with her when she went among the flowers and painted them with colors and faces that the flowers still wear today. And then she would pick these flowers and bring them home to her mother and show her her handiwork and I guess hung them up on the fridge or something. One day, Cora was in the field with some nymphs that Demeter pointed to guard her, painting and picking the flowers. Cora and the girls gathered purple crocuses, blue irises, and hyacinths. But... She saw the most beautiful Narcissus flower a little ways away from her usual area, but she just had to have it to bring it home to her mother. So she went after the Narcissus flower, which was farther away than she thought it was. She was out of sight of the nymphs when suddenly the earth began to shake and tremble and it seemed like thunder was coming up from under the ground itself. She looked around her in fear and the hillside split open. A golden chariot pulled by black horses erupted from the crevice, steered by a mysterious hooded figure. Cora screamed for her mother, but it was too late. She was dragged into the vault. When her nymph companions came to look for her, they could find no trace of her. The ground healed, and it was as if nothing happened. And Demeter's grief knew no bounds. For nine days, she wandered looking for her daughter, asking gods and mortals alike if they saw her or heard her or knew what happened to her. She eventually ran into Hecate, goddess of magic and witchcraft and creatures of the night. She's a badass and I love her. She tells Demeter, I don't know what happened to her, but I did hear her scream and I will do my best to help you find your daughter. So she has these two torches that can illuminate even the darkest corners of the earth. So they search the world for Korra once, twice, a thousand times. They look in all of the nooks and crannies and caverns and caves, but Korra is nowhere to be found. Time passes and Demeter is neglecting her duties as a goddess of the harvest and people start starving. And finally, Helios, Titan of the sun, who rides his golden chariot across the sky each day and sees all, pities her and pities all of the starving people on earth. He tells her, I feel for you, Demeter, and I see all as I ride across the sky. And it was Hades who took your daughter and Zeus knew about it. You know that cliche, there's no wrath like a woman scorned? (laughs) There's no wrath like the goddess of agriculture whose daughter has been stolen by the fucking god of the underworld. So Demeter's like, fucking really? Really? Zeus, really? 
that's our daughter. And Zeus tries to play it off. And it's like, I had no idea what, 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 is that what happened? I, I had no idea. Oh, that's terrible. But I mean, she's a goddess, Demeter. She has to marry a god. You don't want her marrying down, right? I mean, she's my daughter. She can't just marry a mortal. And I mean, this, this is a this is a pretty good match for her, all things considered. I mean, he's the god of the entire underworld. That's a third of our realm. I mean, she she could do worse. And Demeter does not agree. And basically is like, oh, you thought it was bad before? And that people were starving before? <laughs> okay. And then she disguises herself as a mortal and stops doing all of her duties as a goddess and lets everything continue to die and people continue to starve literally to death, which I find kind of ironic because her daughter was kidnapped and thought to be dead and in the underworld. And in result, she is sending troves of people's children to the underworld because even if you are 80 years old you are still somebody's child now she does more during this time when she's dressed as a mortal but this story is about persephone and not demeter we will talk about demeter at some point i'm sure in all of her exploits and adventures but we'd probably do it around the fall harvest since that's what she is the goddess of now speaking of her child how did cora fare in the underworld well to say the least, she fucking hated it. <laughs> Surprise. She missed the sun and the flowers and most of all, her mother, the most important person in the world to her. She cried constantly and refused to eat or drink anything. She refused to even speak to Hades. And he tried to, at first, buy her affections. He showered her with gold and jewels and had the most beautiful gowns made for her out of the purest silk. He called in all of the acrobats and dancers and actors and singers to entertain her and try to make her smile. He was trying to show her that he really did care for her and that the underworld wasn't that bad of a place. And yeah, I mean... Hades, you're being really nice to her, but you never start a wedding with a kidnapping. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, man? And during this time, people are still dying of starvation and praying to Zeus to save them. And he comes to Demeter and tells her, you have to stop. People are dying. Like, I am the father of all and my children are dying. And Demeter's like, aww. It fucking sucks when something happens to your kids, huh? So Zeus finally gives in and tells her that he will send Hermes, god of the underworld and liminal spaces, down to Tartarus, the underworld. Hermes is one of the only gods that can freely go to the underworld and bring people with him. Zeus tells Demeter that if their daughter hasn't eaten anything during her time in the underworld, that she can be returned to Demeter. But if she's eaten something, then she is no longer a prisoner. She is now a guest by the ancient law of abode, and she would have to stay in the underworld with Hades forever as his bride. And there's nothing that I'd be able to do about it. And Demeter's like, oh no, no, my daughter, my daughter would never. So Hermes goes down to the underworld and takes Zeus and Demeter with him, and Cora is so happy to see her mother and finally go home. She attempts to leave with her mother, but something stops her. The fates emerge and tell her she can't leave. She consumed food while she was in the underworld, and therefore, now she is tied there forever. Cora objects. I didn't eat anything while I was here. This is bullshit, guys. And then, 
Ascalifus speaks up. Actually, Cora, you did eat something. Literally, like, five minutes ago. So what had happened was, Ascalifus, the gardener of the underworld, fucking hated Demeter. Because one day, she turned him into a lizard for laughing at her. And he swore that one day he would get his revenge. News reaches the underworld that Hermes was coming, so he approached her in the orchard and split open a nice juicy pomegranate and nonchalantly offered her half as a farewell present. Now, different translations say different things. Some say that she may have absentmindedly just eaten one before she realized what she was doing and stopped. And others say she ate four to six seeds deliberately because it was only food from Hades that she was refusing. And surely little pomegranate seeds don't count. But regardless of if she ate one or a thousand, she still ate food of the underworld and the law was the law. And Demeter was fucking pissed. She summoned a giant boulder to crush Ascalaphus, but he was already dead and in the underworld. So he literally just chilled there for a really long time until he was freed by Heracles. She swore that the world would die, that she would never let anything grow again and would take pleasure in watching the world die. And Zeus is like, I have no idea what to do. And that's when Mama Rhea comes in. Rhea is the titan goddess of fertility, motherhood, comfort, and ease, and mother of Zeus, Hades, and Demeter, and grandmother and mother-in-law to Persephone. She offers a compromise that everyone would be comfortable with because she's really good at her goddess role. She proposes that because Persephone ate food of the underworld, she was, in fact, wife of Hades and had to reside there with him in the underworld. And Demeter was like, um, no. And Rhea's like, dude, let me fucking finish. So she'll reside in the underworld, but only for part of the year. And the other part of the year, she will be with her mother. Some translations say that they split it 50-50 and others say that she spent four months with Hades and the rest of the year with her mom. And Hades is like, uh, no. So everyone's upset. No one's happy. It's the perfect solution. So every year when Persephone is with her husband in the underworld, Demeter mourns her and everything dies. But when Persephone returns to her, the world is filled again with life and happiness. And all of the flowers bloom and the plants grow. And this is how ancient people explained the changes in the seasons. It's said that over the year, Persephone did grow to love Hades and they were always faithful to each other. Although there were a couple stories that I read that said it was kind of a force of faithfulness and uh, some like transformation and killing had to do with possible suitors, but they were always faithful to each other. So she loved her husband, but more so she grew to love her role as queen of the underworld. She became called the dreaded Persephone and would be invoked in curses. And while she was often ruthless, she also brought compassion to the underworld. She often took pity on those that came to ask for her assistance and had a soft spot for love always. Persephone is also one of the goddesses who said to never have had children of her own which is understandable because the underworld is kind of a toxic place to raise a kid. But what about her name? Her name is Cora, but also Persephone. So like, what? Why? Why? How? Why? Well, when Persephone married, she was no longer a maiden. She was a wife. So that name didn't really fit her anymore. So her name was changed to Persephone, which means 
bringer of destruction, which, I mean, you can think about it. She does, even if it's just by extension, because every year when she goes down into the underworld, the entire world fucking dies. So that's the story of Persephone. And as we move back into spring, I'd like to welcome her back to the land of the living. And I'm sure she's going to come up again and further stories I'm telling because we already talked about her a little bit in the Cupid and Psyche myth. But in that one, she goes by her Roman name, Proserpina, but it's basically the same story. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. If there is a story from history or mythology that you would like to hear me talk about, please reach out. I'm always looking for new ideas. And if you like what you heard, please consider subscribing. That way you get notified every time I release a new episode. And remember, history may be watching you. So don't fuck it up. Bye! Thank you.